Hello everyone. I hope you're all well and behaving in lockdown. It's good to be here together uh, online this morning. Uh, and as always, it's a great pleasure and it's a great privilege. I'm sure uh, there are others that uh, would be better placed to occupy this high-tech uh, virtual pulpit. But here I am. Uh, this is what it is. And this morning I'm going to talk about faith in lockdown. Uh, Good Friday is the story of disruption, isn't it? Death, uh, depression, uh, disappointment and fear. Um, after three wonderful years with Jesus, uh, the disciples, um, they, they just, they, their normal was thrown upside down. Whatever they'd come to expect, to enjoy all their plans, all their hopes, were shattered. shattered. Now, coronavirus has been a bit like that, hasn't it? Our world, our lives, our, our normal has been shattered. Uh, we're in lockdown. We're isolated. Uh, maybe we're anxious. Maybe we're a bit afraid. Uh, maybe uh, we're worried for ourselves, uh, those we love, our families, our friends. Uh, there's all sorts of emotions around. We may have anxieties about the government. Uh, have they got it right? Will the measures work? Uh, where will it all end? Will life ever be the same? Will the virus ever go away? Funnily enough, the disciples were in lockdown. Think about it for a minute. When the disciples were in the room together, uh, they, uh, that, that first Easter day, they'd self-isolated. Uh, they'd not really taken on the idea of the resurrection yet. There was a rumour around. Some of them were talking about it. Uh, but they were locked in, they were hiding, they were afraid. Their world had been turned upside down. Uh, their normal was no more. The hopes that they'd had had all disappeared with the government's announcement. Crucify him. Uh, Pilate was the government, wasn't he? Uh, when the governor uh, handed Jesus over to die, their hopes died too. And now uh, they were feeling guilty. They were uh, feeling guilty because they had run away on Thursday night. Peter was feeling guilty because he'd actually denied Jesus uh, on Thursday night. Uh, and they were afraid. What will happen to us is what they were uh, worried about. Is it reasonable for us to compare their lockdown with ours? And if so... Um, can we find any help, any encouragement, any strength from their story uh, for our experience today? Let's start with Thomas. Um, I always associate myself with Thomas. Uh, he gets a bad press. Uh, when I was in the Ministry of Defence, I had a bad press a number of times. Never, I may say, um, justifiably. It never is, I believe. And I don't think it was uh, for Thomas. Uh, but he and I, you, all of us, um, are in the same boat. You see, Christian faith uh, is a hand-me-down faith. Uh, there would be no Christian faith today uh, without the resurrection. Uh, but there would be no Christian faith today uh, had the disciples not done what they were commissioned to do and go and tell the world about the resurrection. Uh, and so generation after generation... People have come to hear the word handed down. But it's taken a step of faith to accept it. 
But Thomas had not yet seen Jesus. So why should he believe? In my experience, very few people believe the Jesus story um, the first time they hear it. Uh, the normal for the disciples had been restored through the resurrection. They saw Jesus. They heard him. Uh, they'd been with him. They'd seen his wounds. And they received his peace. Remember? Peace be with you, he said. The word for peace here is the Hebrew word shalom. That's a deep inner peace. Not the absence of war. Peace. It's a sense of calm, wholeness, well-being. A sense of deep inner uh, freedom from anxiety um, but Thomas needed to see for himself so Jesus came to him it was too much for him to accept on trust at that point so Jesus came to him I like to think that Jesus wasn't telling Thomas off in verse 29 of uh, um, that, that chapter um, he wasn't criticizing him when he said because you've seen you've believed uh, blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. I think Jesus was merely um, uh, making the point, perhaps, that from then on, from that time on, uh, when he would finally leave them, um, he, he would have to take the word handed down from those who had seen. We would have to accept the story that came down. The word would be received that way, generation after generation, as I've suggested. And um, we would take it on faith. And that's what faith is about, of course. You remember John reminded us last week from Hebrews uh, chapter 11, verse 1. Faith is being sure of what we hope for, but being as certain of what we don't see. So here we have it in lockdown. Here we are. The disciples in lockdown, us in lockdown. I realised this week that um, when I was preparing that there's a big similarity staring us in the face. Have you heard of the Emmanuel bookends? I'm sure you haven't uh, because I dreamt up the expression this week for the first time. Um, if you've heard about it, please tell me. Um, you'll remember that the name related to Jesus at the very beginning of Matthew's Gospel is Emmanuel. God with us, chapter 1. And then in the very last line of Matthew's Gospel, Jesus is saying, surely I am with you to the very end of the age. I am with you, Emmanuel, God with us. We have God with us. That's God's promise. God with us, even, or should I say especially, in lockdown. We've God with us from the very first moment of our faith. Uh, Paul writes in Ephesians, chapter 1, um, that having believed you were marked with the sign of the Holy Spirit, the promised spirit, he says. We have God with us from the outset. God with us in lockdown. So as we fight this world war against this invisible uh, enemy, uh, how can the presence of God help us? Is it possible to move from fear and anxiety to peace? And even come through stronger? Firstly, let me reassure you, it's okay if you're anxious, if you're worried. Uh, the brilliant Christian speaker, Adrian Plass, often pokes fun at Christians, at himself too, uh, for some of the things that 
we say. Uh, and one of the things he, we say um, that he pokes fun at is, um, don't worry. Someone once said to me, actually, in all seriousness, that it's wrong uh, for a Christian to worry. Now, if you're at home and without a trouble or a worry uh, at, at present, that's wonderful. It's great. But if you're a bit like me uh, and harbouring some anxieties in lockdown, then that's okay. All we may be able to do when we're in a dark place, uh, when life is tough and challenging, when we're anxious in lockdown, is simply to cling on, to trust God. Um, we may not understand that theology. Uh, we may not sense his presence. So all we can do is trust that he is there with us in the mess. A few weeks ago at the 8 o'clock service, I talked about a great young man who grew up in my church at Eden Park. Caleb was his name. His dad had been a missionary in Ethiopia. Uh, and some 22 years ago, he had been killed in a plane hijack. It went down into the sea. Uh, Caleb was killed in a car crash a few weeks ago in Ethiopia. He'd been working in Addis Ababa. He was just an extraordinary young man. Uh, huge faith, huge personality, uh, great sense of fun, brilliant preacher, tireless worker for the needy, an entrepreneur creating jobs and ideas for uh, the needy in Addis. He'd spoken at HTB, he'd preached at St. Paul's, uh, Hammersmith, and in churches all over the world. The worldwide reaction online was remarkable when he died. The hopes, the expectations of a huge number of people around the world had been shattered. Uh, they'd lost a friend, they'd lost a teacher, they'd lost a mentor, they'd lost a leader. They'd lost a son and brother. And now mum is grieving again, at home in lockdown. She cannot understand the whys or the hows of what's been happening here. And she must have super concerns about the future. But here she is with this amazing faith that she's uh, had all these years, struggling to find God's peace. And all she can do is simply trust the Lord to be there with her in the mess in charge, working things out. So what about us? How do we tap into God's peace? Um, firstly, let, let me say that I wonder whether the starting point is simply to thank God. Thank God daily, perhaps, that he loved us so much um, that he came and uh, gave us his son, Jesus. Thank God for the birth of Jesus, for his life, his teaching, his promises, and for his death and resurrection. Thank God, too, for the promise that he would be with us and we would have his peace. Secondly, and this is another prayer pointer for lockdown, ask God for a real sense of his presence, of his closeness, of his encouragement uh, and peace. And then thirdly, maybe it will help to look at photographs. Get family photographs out. Uh, pictures of family, pictures of friends, of places you've been, holidays you've had. And as you look at them, thank God for what you see. 
for all those people and places and memories. Ask God to protect those people you love. Ask God uh, to um, uh, maybe give you good times ahead to bring us all through uh, into a good future. And then finally, make a list of the good things that you're seeing and hearing during lockdown. Uh, there's so much going on. Captain Tom with his £13 million walk. Amazing. We were part of that. Uh, just watching that emerge. Um, the friendships in local communities. The acts of kindness and generosity. Acts of heroism. And these acts of worship that uh, are being put together for us. Thank God for being present in all of them. Maybe we will talk lockdown again. We'll see how long it goes on. Uh, I suspect life may be going to get tougher, uh, even though we're talking of relaxing lockdown. But as the nice weather attracts us outside and the news maybe get a bit more difficult to bear, let's use one or two of these prayer pointers that I've touched, these prayer prompts, uh, to seek to be aware of Christ's presence, uh, and to discover his peace and his shalom in lockdown. Amen.